everyone. This is Nancy. This is your Dreality Podcast and where your dreams can become your reality um, with a really good focus on emotional fitness and emotional health. So I am really excited that we will be speaking to Zofia Dove today. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Zofia Dove. Zofia is a palliative <laughs> communication expert and an engaging, energetic, and inspiring international professional speaker. She has a really unique perspective on conversations around quality of life, death, and dying. Having worked directly with geriatric and palliative patients as a rehabilitation assistant in healthcare institutions for decades, she brings a refreshing approach to a topic that some of us find uncomfortable. Zofia engages her audience with humor and expresses her passion through poetry. Her book, Unexpected Gifts, is an inspiration to patients and caregivers alike. Her a communication training and development programs are grounded in the reality of daily interactions with dying patients. Her experiential methodology supports healthcare workers and their leadership teams to build more compassion and awareness that creates a better environment for everyone. So I have known Sophia for quite a few years now. Every time I get together with her, she has this strong ability to get me to really laugh out loud. Um, I also uh, listened to Sophia as she spoke at She Day in 2019, a house of 1,650 women, business women of Manitoba and she was a hoot <laughs> she really helped us to lighten up and make the event fun and all of that stuff so humor she spoke at, um, on humor as a universal universal language for leaders and she was amazing so today i was really thinking that she is kind of she might not like this word but the expert <laughs> on humor <laughs> and um so we just want to have a light conversation with sophia and find out more so hello sophia welcome here good morning nancy it's great to be here thank you for the invitation you are so welcome so maybe where we can begin um would be like where did this all start for you you know this focus on humor and especially in what i'm seeing as challenging times it started uh in challenging times <laughs> there you not, go not just uh in the healthcare system when i was working uh, that was the beginning um but it started it actually i benefited myself uh from from humor at some point in my life but let's start with my patients to be honest, I don't remember when it started. Like, I don't remember per se a day, an hour, a person where in whose room it started. But over years, when I was working with my patients, the feedback I kept receiving was, um, you walk into the room, I feel better. You are funny and you know, you are different. And so 
and I, I'm not saying this to toot into my own horn. That's the expression in English because I have problem with some of them. <laughs> but uh, but I I after a while I guess you know when you hear it from people over and over you start going so what is it that they that I'm doing differently? Am I doing something differently? Because I am myself. And and then the awareness to what's happening uh, took place within me. But I think the the greatest uh, discovery of mine was when I discovered how powerful humor is in my personal situation. When my life was falling apart, when when financial problems were piling up, when uh, I became a single parent of four, when I had no food for the children the following day, uh, I had four children. When um, when the bills were piling up and all kind of problems were taking place uh, psychologically i would say also and physically my body was telling me that i am living very stressful way and it was in that space that i was invited to a laughing yoga session and i was dressed that session thinking what in the world am i doing i have nothing to laugh about well at the end of the session I don't know why I started laughing uncontrollably and I was looking for a package with Kleenexes in my purse, but I didn't find one. I found something else. It was also a package. You can imagine your woman. And I took that thing out and as it was closed, of course, I wiped my forehead and all these people around me just, it was like a ripple effect. Everyone around me started laughing. I came from that session home. I walked into the living room where my son and my daughter were sitting and my daughter-in-law made this comment. Oh my goodness, the energy around you. And I felt so energetic, so lively, so healthy, so empowered. Uh, I, I can't explain it to you. I was like wow. on cloud number nine. So at that time I thought, oh my goodness, is this what I'm doing with my patients? Is this what I'm bringing them when I'm making, when I'm making them laugh, when I'm laughing with them? Am I giving them this kind of energy? Well, that started the process of conscious awareness as to what I'm doing with my patients. And Sounds why, like a pivotal moment. Yes, anyway. and why, they, why they reacting to me and why they giving me this kind of feedback, you know? So it, yes, it was from unconscious, if you will, to receiving myself and realizing, oh my good, then it became really intentional. Wow. Then became really intentional. Yeah, well, I know when I am around you, when we talk, you just have this way of kind of not forcing but just inviting this being in the moment you know and just letting go of any judgments like I personally feel that myself you just give this permission to just be in the moment and not worry so tell us more about that well as I talk about it and, and I speak and teach about humor in various difficult situations <clears throat> The, the biggest, I think, challenge for most of us is that voice, which is always criticizing, which is comparing, which is projecting negativity. The mind has tendency to be negative. For whatever reason, it's much easier to be in that state than to be in a space of what's good in my life. You know, what can I be happy about? What, what you know, paying attention to that. It so, seems to be our default, right? Our default go-to. I've met people of all different walks of lives in my journey as professional and otherwise. And we all have this. We all have that something in us that pulls us into negativity. And you know, with messages outside of us, bombarding us and constantly drawing our attention to the fatalistic, to negative, to, uh, you know, projecting uh, terrible things in the future, it's even more 
challenging to stay in that frame of mind is but there is so much good happening to me right now but you ask me why the ability to to uh, to invite you to that vulnerability is because I um, I am capable of laughing at myself. I don't take myself seriously. If you pay attention and look around, is the people who adopted to the roles as to uh, you know this is who I am and and they are in that role and they and they have to or they do perform for whatever reasons this very proper way. It's almost like a barrier between us humans. You know, there's nothing wrong with being. Um, how do I put it, tactful and respectful towards another. And when I meet people originally, of course I am uh, not right away cracking the jokes, although I even spoke to past uh, premiers of our province and they would open with it's telling me uh, vulnerable stories about themselves and laughter was present, you know? You know, and I like what you said, you said about laughing at yourself. Because I think back to the first time I could actually laugh at myself a whole new door opened up, right? If I can laugh at myself, then I can be vulnerable and yes. I can show up, you know? And I know at the beginning of our podcast here today, when we were chatting before um, before record, recording, you know, and you shared a monkey joke, which just brought this, you know, and I'm sure at one point you've got to just give yourself permission to laugh at yourself. Because what if you tell that joke and you mess up and you make a mistake? I know that's one of my biggest fears in telling a joke, right? Is that... Oh, that there will be, of course, there are safe ways of saying certain jokes and not others. And laughter, laughing about yourself, for once, shows the people around you that you are a human being. You are, you are human. You are humble. Because if I can be imperfect and I can um, expose it, my imperfection to you, that gives you permission to be imperfect and be yourself. You know, we're not holding on to the rigid rules anymore. We are humans behind all of this. We are humans. We feel, we have doubts, we you know everything we were talking about. So if I can be imperfect and I'll give you the signal through laughing at myself, for example, what I've done and how, you know, how, how the imperfect I am, then it gives you permission to be imperfect. It just, without me saying this, you know, and we feel, we feel not judged when we are in the presence of someone who's capable to crack a joke about themselves. We don't feel judged, you know? Yeah, yeah I hear it. ourselves with all who we are underneath. Exactly, because I know when I first met you, and I met you um, through CAPS, the Canadian Association of Public Speakers, and that was so many years ago, right? So, of course, you know, we all have sort of judgments or expectations of others, right? So, I remember when I first met you, of course, expecting you to be this professional and, you know, perfect. And, like, that was how I saw it speakers at the time I've grown up over the time but um, I just remember this lightness about you and this you know your focus being on humor and <clears throat> you just brought this um, this whole lightness and permission to be human to professionals you know and it was yes. just it was yeah so so yes, yeah so there's so many benefits to being like this and do am i always in that space absolutely not i would be lying to people you know it's like the comedians are having or stand-up comedians or people who professionally uh are in in involving humor you know they 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 are human beings they're not always laughing it, it would be almost abnormal you know we have other thoughts other states other situations life but the awareness that you can bring the humor and exercise it intentionally it's beneficial not just to the person 
you know, uh, laughing at oneself, laughing, you know what it does, it, uh, laughing at the situation, it, it, um, it pulls us away and gives us distance. And in that distance of being like observer of the situation, being totally uh, sucked into, submerged in it and, and being drowning in it, the negativity or whatever is happening. When we have that, that moment of detachment, it is so freeing, it is so uplifting, it is so energizing. It also shows us that our interpretation may be just one way of seeing things, you know. I like how you said about that detachment. Yes, yeah, and and it's very freeing. It's very freeing versus that seeing situation as a final and no way out when you start laughing at yourself uh then you start seeing things and with that you can see opportunities in different ways because humor is giving you that additional angle of seeing and experiencing things Mm -hmm. and that's part of the reason too because i have an emotional fitness system and vitamin h a system from a to z a being acceptance and z being zeal and h being humor so i've recognized it in my own journey how important humor is and being able to laugh at ourselves so if you can zofia because it sounds like you've really learned how to do this and yes of course you know we kind of as you said go back to our default being hard on ourselves judging ourselves but it sounds like you can naturally go back to the humor and you can find it almost immediately when you need it, which a lot of us, you know, we have not mastered that yet. <laughs> we, um, so it's a lot harder for some of us. So if we are trying to incorporate more of vitamin H, I would say, what would you say? How would you help us to approach that and kind of uh, get better at that? What would we do? You know, one of the things that I would do intentionally, I would actually turn to um, performances of others who are saying jokes. So stand-up comedians. I would, because as we are listening, like everything else, and we are exposed to something, we are absorbing and learning. You know, so as I am listening to other people's jokes, I am seeing things differently. My brain processes situations differently, gives me different angle. That would be the beginning. I would do that, you know? And, and then I, I think that's where the creative kicks in. There is a certain situation and to force oneself to tell a story in a different way, even if it's made up completely, you know? Like my divorce is a terrible thing. No, it doesn't. Maybe it's freeing me to do the things that I never had the chance to do before. Maybe, maybe I can date 500 guys now. I'm exaggerating, of course. <laughs> you know, maybe I can, I can do things in a different. Maybe, maybe it's not just negativity. Maybe there is some positivity in it, and you know, and and there is positivity. It is switching the perception. And I and like that how you said it's like a gateway to creativity. Right? Yes. When you invite that humor and you expose yourself to humor. Yes, yes, because that's what humor is. It's creative process. It's problem solving. It's so much coming with humor. If you can be humorous and see things differently, that means you are creative. You can look at your problems from a different angle. You can approach them differently. You get out of the situation differently. In the meantime, you are healthier psychologically and physically as you are pr- practicing this. It's really one of the self-improvement tools if you will uh that it's in us and we can all tap into this 
I wanted to mention because as you said that you remember situation of meeting me but I remember one of our last visits we met at a local cafe and there was a lineup but we we were still figuring something at the table before we purchased and I put my glove on the floor and I said I'm reserving the spot in the lineup remember that's what it was I remember you did something so hilarious and uh, I couldn't remember exactly what it was all I remember is because I was still in kind of that state of, you know, um, Sophia's a professional and, you know, she's meeting with me. And so I wasn't quite in that relaxed state that I would need to be when you did that silly thing. <laughs> but thinking back, I was, even though at the time I had a little bit of a challenge embracing the humor, like the feelings of humor, yeah, yeah. there was still a little bit of judgment going on in my own head, right? Um, I, I remember thinking, I learned from you. I was like, I want to be like Sophia. I no. want to be able to do something so silly. And it's really helped me in my business. You know, and wow. yeah, yeah, it was just like, wow. So in the moment, I had a hard time in the moment, but yeah. here we are and I totally, um, if I'm going to talk to anybody about humor, you're the gal. <laughs> You know, there is, a, there is also element of being able to take on the chin a judgment from others. Because when you put yourself out and you become, so in that cafe, I put that glove down. Well, people could have looked at me like, is she crazy? Like there would be judgment in the very look, you know? But when you can uh, go through it, when you don't let it get to you, uh, then the judgment is on the person, not on you, because you you are still in your happiness and they are being the judgmental, the grumpy ones, you know? So it turns back on them in a sense. I like that. I can see that being very, very important because yes. um, a lot of us, especially women, we are very intuitive, right? We can sense when someone is judging us. So to be able to put that aside, you know, and here you're out with for coffee with this gal and I'm sure you could sense it. I'm like, you know, maybe Nancy's not liking this too much. You could probably sense it. Just to be able, like you said, to put that aside and just be vulnerable is um, quite a talent. Or a... You know, Nancy, I frankly, I didn't think it. I didn't have that kind of worry in me how you would react. If I did, I would be an analytical part of my brain. I wouldn't be in spontaneity. I wouldn't be in the present moment. I would never do it. It was instant thought and action on it so with that what is linked to is taking chances okay chances yeah. is one of these elements it's a great tool that you can take chances i also as i was working in a hospital i realized that it was a tool for my well-being as a caregiver it was to be able to put things in humorous way uh, and not always with patients and not laughing at patients, but after being in a hospital, can you imagine being in an environment when the emotions are heavy? They are very heavy and everyone is having different uh, stages of, you know, letting go and grieving and losing a loved one or losing loved ones in the in in case of the patient who is passing, you know, but everyone is experiencing it differently. So these emotions being empathetic person, I was equally aware of people's emotions. So it's not that I was cracking jokes all the time. I had to be tactful and considering of other people's states. 
but being able to be humorous outside of the situation in my world beyond professional space it was recharging me it was it was uh, adding to my mental health i would go for walks uh, for example and i would come back with a clear state of mind being in a state of peacefulness if i was able to get on the phone and joke with someone who i knew who was lighthearted i would come back to my patients in different state so as a healthcare provider it wasn't just for my patients it was also for me on one of my interviews at uh with one of the local journalists uh, he was telling me that um, journalists professionals in that occupation are also using humor outside of the uh you know out of the um how do i put it programs that they are engaging in because he said it's like like we need to do it lighten up the situation because we are dealing with so much heaviness at times so it is not just for those we doing it for or with or inviting to but it's all but it's especially for us how can you bring it to others unless you take care of yourself first and come to that space you and know there's the thing you know and, and i mean the time of this podcast you know is um in the midst of the covid pandemic yes. right so i would consider this challenging times you know and um when it comes to you know approaching this whole thing with humor i think some of us are fearful of that because there is definitely a dark side to this and we don't want to be laughing at people that are suffering because of it so how would you recommend how would you suggest bringing this humor and in the moment in the whole times in the times that we're dealing with right now you know there there are uh, there are proofs of it on uh, facebook at least at least on my timeline right from the beginning uh, people were posting various uh memes i think that's how they called mm-hmm. and they were making fun of the present situation one morning i posted something um good morning inmates because it was the time when we were kind of in a lockdown meaning like we were all advised to stay at home and we weren't supposed to out so we i think subconsciously we all kind of felt like we are prisoners of course we weren't but to to exaggerate the situation and put it in this and people re- responded to it in the most fun way you know well good morning and and the whole conversation unfolded and i think overthinking is is uh too much too too much i am um, how do i put it you can bring humor without touching even that subject without touching that elephant in the room if you will you don't have to even go there it can be or it can be indirectly like the the ongoing thing between people when they're talking now is the excuse of having extra pounds and putting it on copit you know uh-huh. like i'll say before i don't know whatever what my my excuse was or everybody else now my thing is it was covid you know it's 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 not yeah so here we are i i said i was living for 3 months inside the fridge you know yeah yeah no i like how you put that and it really is about you know i'm thinking about that post that you put on and it was just about not overthinking it like you said and being vulnerable right and you never said anything about covid Right, our no. own minds are going to go there. We're going to bring the humor where we need it. So I, I really like that. Just being brave, being bold, and bringing humor to it because we need it. It's those areas we where, where we really need it, right? Yeah. One of the things I posted on a timeline, which I remember people really uh, engaged in, was uh, the question. Uh, the question. 
what are the reasons you wouldn't date yourself? <laughs> so, so you would think it's just funny, but you know, there is, there's always more to my questions. You know what I mean? So here people started thinking about what kind of person I am, you know, and wh which are the elements of me which are aggravating others. So I invited people actually to self-analysis through that silly question, you know, oh, and people uh, I like that because a, a big post too is, you know, we're on Facebook and we're fishing for what is the best memory you have of me? What is right? But that sounds like, you know, just kind of thinking outside the box here and just bringing in some humor again, like you said, into the dark places. I like that. You see, right there, I invited people to either thinking about themselves as to what kind of person I am or engaging in fun and creativity. You know, either they, they could have made up stories. We didn't know if they are this or that. So here we are. Humor was linked in, in directly, instantaneously into creativity. You know, they could have made up stories and tell us or they could analyze. But that's what humor does. It brings both awareness and shifting us into seeing things differently. You know, because we see ourselves this way. And in that moment, people would go, okay, so how people see me? What would be the reason that I wouldn't be inviting to be dated <laughs> or yeah. different dating? So I'm seeing that bringing in humor is definitely really, you know, a positive thing and it's great for emotional health and laughing at ourselves. What about for someone who's just not feeling it, you know, and just going into that state of humor is just too challenging. It's just too hard because I know for myself, if I'm just not, um, if I'm just not in the mood, then if it's hard for me to see the humor in something, I will beat myself up even more. Oh, I can't even laugh. I've got no sense of humor. So what would you suggest for someone who wants more vitamin H, they want to feel more humor in their life, but they're just kind of stuck. There's just something in the way. How can we open that door for ourselves? You know, right now it's probably impossible in person because that's but something like laughing yoga take into one of the things that when we're not feeling well about ourselves we tend to withdraw we tend to close not just physically not just uh, mentally within ourselves we go into these negative darker spaces you know of thinking and perceiving and and feeling but we also do it physically our postures do it how we how we sit how we hold how we where we go do we go into behind the closed door in our bedrooms and do we stay isolated you know this this is what usually happens so one of the things that many of us are having a hard time in that time because that feeling that state is telling us we're not good enough or we don't we can't take people right now and it's almost like the person who is choking on a piece of food is has natural tendency to move away from everybody when it should be just the opposite direction. Oh, Reaching out to other, you know, uh, tapping someone on the shoulder, engaging, telling someone who is willing to take it, just simple talk about this is how I feel today. Because we have tendency not to reach out to others. And it is through the perspective of others that we start seeing our situation differently. So reaching out to others is really the first step to feeling yeah. that humor, that joy again. Yes, it, because it needs to start with connection. And it's not necessary that these two people will be laughing, but uh, hopefully, because this is what we all need, is someone we can trust with our vulnerability. 
-hmm. because humor is vulnerability. Humor it totally is. is. You're really helping me to see that. You're really it's vulnerability. It's total vulnerability, right? Yeah. You were saying to me, um, I'm switching, uh, changing the subject That's okay. a little, but but the, but I remember having this observation when one was with my grandchildren, how children give us permission to be playful, and it's almost like they are the protective um, buffer from the world judge, world's judgment, because I would never go to the park. Zofia, roll, uh, lie down on the top of the hill in winter and roll down a hill. But when my grandson or my granddaughter is present, it's totally okay for, by the society's rules for me to do it. You know, I can be laughing or controlling and chasing them in the park, being out loud and not necessarily proper. But if I was to do it myself as an adult, people would look at me as something wrong with me. So you see children give us permission to be playful and funny. Oh my gosh, I hear you. Because I remember, this is a few years ago, my grandson, who was about three at the time, uh, we were at the park. And I was always, as a child, a very athletic kind of, um, I liked cartwheels and I liked somersaults. And so here we are at the park. And I remember, I'm a 50-something-year-old woman, and I started doing somersaults because, like you said, you know, um, he kind of gave me permission, right? It was okay because I was, yeah, I, I really like that. Yeah, hang around with your kids and grandkids more often too. That we adults, we we created these rules, um, and many, of course, are needed because we live in society. So it's impossible that everyone runs whichever way they want and do crazy things, but. But uh, um, breaking that in, in a respectful way, I guess, towards others, because no one is really screaming to offend or in, invade other people's space, you know, and in, in, uh, annoy someone's. But there will be always someone annoyed, even with the slightest, uh, <laughs> even with the slightest attempt. You know, there's always someone who is treating themselves so seriously that they can't take any joke. And how unfortunate for them, because that only tells you, uh, they can't be lighthearted and, and take life e easy and light at times. You know, our, our someone I know recently, I was talking to a friend of mine who who've been through a terrible car um, accident and and uh, loss, physical loss. We were talking about her loss and, and the challenge that she's enduring right now. And I asked her about this because she posted, she, she was vocal about it and it was uh, put out publicly by her. So I feel I can mention it here. She was talking about how her daughter ran into the place or space whenever she was, living room, whatever it was. And she started playing old music that wasn't even known to my friend who is about my age which would be middle-aged woman, everybody. And <laughs> and uh, her daughter brought this music from 50s or something, and she was laughing and uh, singing and, uh, and dancing. And my friend, who was at this moment experiencing unbelievable physical pain, physical symptoms of her, of her injuries, she said, then husband came, those two started laugh, dancing, father and daughter. And my friend said, I started laughing, and suddenly I had no pain no pain wow that's how powerful laughter and joy is and that shows you we can tap into this in the most darkest moments in the darkest of moments it's like a little bit of a sunshine that you know that's uh, that pokes through the clouds you know just a little bit of that brightness 
I love that. Yeah. And that's the thing is being able to tap into that. Yeah. Right? It's that little bit of a candle, tiny candle you light up in the darkness and see how powerful that that little bit of a of a uh, lit up uh, wick is how how much it's giving uh, brightness to the space. That's what humor is. Yeah. We need it. We really need it. We need it like air and we have it inside but it's fogged clouded over by our thoughts by our perceptions by the information we're taking in what we are thinking about what we dwelling on in that moment how we projecting the future you know because the mind receives so much information but it's making the reality um just out of sliver of that information so let's say you and i we are in the same circumstances and you will tell me it was this way and that's how you see it and i'll see it differently uh and and that's why they need to reach out to others when we see it in the darkest way because that someone else will give us another perspective and we go we never thought about it this way you know and that in itself is shifting us mm-hmm. yeah and we kind of have that um so many of us is right now too with the pandemic we all share that same challenge right yes and the child the major challenge behind all of this is covid exposed our fear about death in us to us ah that's the underlying fear yes absolutely it's fear of death that's what's driving all of this it is we can't be joyous right now because we are sitting already thinking what if i died what if it came to me and the result would be death so i am being affected by it without it being here yet and i like what you're saying because your message is so this is a good time to bring some humor to this challenging time to the fear itself absolutely because one of the reasons we are fearful about death or one of the two reasons from what i what my take is um the fear that we are um we are familiar with is either violence or um violence or tragedy this is being plastered in front of us many of us even when we have an opportunity to be in the presence of natural death we are so overtaken and i mean gradual as to um gradual which takes time over time we are so overwhelmed by our human emotions in that time which is natural emotions uh, which are stages of parts of grieving which would be anger and you know loss and all of this that people deal with which people are dealing with right now you know we are so overtaken with this that we are totally detached from the inner states that we all have and that would be joy peace and love because that's what's sitting inside every one of us beyond the interpretation of the present moment or the projection of the future or how we remember the past which is never uh, exactly as things took place so you then know? what i'm hearing from you is that bringing humor being vulnerable with the humor then we can experience more of the joy the peace and love in our lives yes i have to tell you that i found so much peace and love and moments of joy in the presence of my dying patients almost more than in the world outside of the hospital and I, the irony is because people were vulnerable and were open wow they were vulnerable and they were open you know when when people shared with me things um about their lives and wisdom and experiences of life there is total openness we are two human beings 
which are sharing this experience right now. But the mind lets us to believe that we are separated, that we are it, it's that we are different, that we think differently, that uh, my feeling depends on you, that you are the cause of it, and. Uh, and make no mistakes with all of this that I know and I experience, I still fall into these situations with people I know. You know, I still go at times there. It's not like I am 100% all the time present. But going back into the subject of uh, how we perceive and our experience of death is, when one is in the presence of death and is open, and it's open with love, um, this is actually the most, I know it sounds crazy, it'll sound crazy to many people, but it's the most amazing space because the logical mind is unable to comprehend death. And what we do in that space at some point, not, every, not everyone before the passing, but people actually become aware of their true identity. All of these all of this structure identity we acquired throughout life which is i am professional this or i am mother of in relations in in professional conduct uh, in roles we take on which are in constant flux and change and right now many people are being challenged by life because these roles these um, situations these settings that we thought were so established and will continue forever for us are being shaken it's all not not but a lot is crumbling down you know and it's interesting too because as you were saying you know we need that vulnerability and i you know as we to bring in the humor you know that is so needed and at the same time um the acceptance i'm hearing you know that message that acceptance of death it makes i wouldn't, it, I wouldn't there is there is a further level to it uh, deeper level to it than acceptance but definitely being aware we talked before you recorded our conversation we talked about it uh, i know people go oh i can't listen to this anymore i've seen these kind of reactions but think of it the awareness and how we would be with each other if i know if i had this awareness that maybe i'm seeing this person last time in my life and i had quite often this situation with my patients today we're talking and tomorrow I'm hearing the person passed on and I'm thinking, what were my last words? What did I say to the person? You know, what was the last connection? And that was putting me into space, into all I can take care of is right now. You know, I can, I, can, I may be worried about future. Maybe I, uh, I, uh, I project certain situation, but the actual action for the future is in this present moment. Like, you know, and then it invites more joy, more love, because it's what really it's all it's really what we all want. Right. It's what we all share. We want more love and joy. Yeah. You take care of this moment and then you take care of the, of the next moment. Then you take care of the next moment of the next moment. And if you take life in such a tiny portion, it's not as heavy. It's not as overwhelming. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow, Sophia, that was really enlightening. Um, it just makes me just want to be more vulnerable and you know just and you know just even when you said one thing there you said you said about posture right and i i noticed as i'm sitting here my shoulders are all tight you know and, and then i just let my body relax you know and then i just felt um so much more at ease so you are just a wealth of knowledge 
you know, and uh, I do definitely hold on to, um, I see you as an expert in humor. So thank you very much. Would, you are welcome. Would you like to um, let us close with anything else you feel you'd like to let our audience know? Yes, that I was totally shocked with my knowledge and my, my uh, experience that I acquired, uh, you know, that I had and the knowledge I, I acquired through working in the healthcare system suddenly became of a great value to world of business that I started finding myself speaking to leaders of various organizations and speaking about uh, humor and all these elements that we touched on because there's way more to humor um, that is so needed everywhere. It's not just in healthcare system at the bedside of dying people, which would be probably the most challenging for majority of people. Um, but. Uh, but it is about our mental health and and way more than that and because of the power of humor and how it addresses our mental states uh and how what a great tool it is it can be uh, used if you will and beneficial to people of all different walks of lives in various settings in different situations organizations so hence um the transition at some point and i found myself speaking to leaders just before COVID, I, I found myself speaking to various organizations which were not healthcare related yet very much so healthcare related because it was in the hospitals when I was finding and meeting business people who were stressed max and at 40 coming to the hospital with strokes and heart attacks and you know and so I saw people when they were already past if you will that that line you know of well-being versus you know tipping into having problem now so if we go further back into environment of work you know into leadership into how we create cultures and and atmospheres that works and how individuals are present or not and what people dealing with in that space as the leaders they have profound power to influence uh, not just the performance of individual but performance of the organization in general so and there is like i said there's so much to humor but i would be giving you my keynotes and my workshops <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh, you know as you're saying too you know about organizations needing you know to embrace humor i know in my organization in our team we laugh and it's just so it just makes their jobs so much more enjoyable um so yeah i get it so how can others that would uh, organizations or companies that would or even individuals how can they find out more about how you can help them well i am in a state right now because i took uh, i took a good summer uh staycation if you will in manitoba uh, but I am starting to work on my online presentations because oh. it's a tool I didn't use before. So it's in the process of being created. And I think that's what majority of uh, leaders, organizations or individuals, I will be creating workshops when I'll be inviting people. And today with uh, no borders, when it comes to uh, our technology, there are no borders. We, I think we can connect even more so than we did before. You know, that is, yeah, wonderful. I mean, I know we are on Zoom right now, and you brought that emotion of humor to me. You helped me over Zoom, you know, over technology. So that's yeah. wonderful. So you have a website, or yes, uh, I do, and I invite people to uh, to reach out or connect with me through that through website uh, or www 
How many W's I said? Should be just three. <laughs> we all know it's three. Well, most of us do. Three W's. One dot. Sophia Dov, Z O F I A. What's my last name? Dov, D O V E dot com. Awesome. You will find phone number there. You can call me and yeah, let's let's make it lighter and easier on ourselves because you know, let's live while we are being worried about all of this, what might happen, what might not in the future. And let's bring some humor to it. So thank you so much, Sophia. And we will go for coffee with a glove again. <laughs> My pleasure. Might be something new. Brace yourself. Uh-oh. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.